going on. But, How uh, was the uh, trip back south? Uh, back south was good. It was easy. Yeah. I fucking hate DFW airport with all my, like, with every fiber of my being, though. Is that what you flew into? Yeah. It's just way too big. Like, we got off, you know, we went in uh, to Terminal A for parking and shit like that. And then arrived at Terminal D. So, like, we got off the plane. We thought we were good to go. And then, like, we had to take, like, a 25-minute, you know, uh, shuttle, shuttle ride yeah. over to parking lot. Yeah, that um, sucks. Yeah, and it's just a nightmare getting in and out of, like. It's still better than a layover. It's, it is better than a layover. It is. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to really complain. And look at you, the nice brand new setup. Me? Yeah. I'm, this isn't even the room I'm staying in. This is the guest room upstairs. But I figured I want a little uh, personal space and privacy for recording. Because you're uh, screaming about ivermectin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my parents, you know, think I just lost my mind talking about horse dewormers. Dude, uh, so I, 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 I'm one ep- I got one episode left, but I watched most of the uh, Turning Point show. Or Turning Point, uh, the 9-11 show on Oh, Netflix. nice. What yeah, do you think? It was, it was good. It's really, it's really good, good, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like halfway through. I just I finished the first two last night, but it's like but like you said, Jared, I mean, obviously it's an interesting topic and we're all interested in it, but I was super hooked. Like just reliving yeah, it's all intense. of that. Yeah, it is. Like and there's so many details I just don't remember because we were so young. Right. That whole first episode, like I was just like you just all those feelings come back of like rage. Yeah, dude. And just yeah. like, I want to fucking disbelief. These like disbelief too. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. But like we, I think we've been pretty uh, definitive in our stance about, you know, the wars that we've been in. But like, there's no question you can understand why we got into Afghanistan right away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Anyone yeah. who says we went there for no reason is an idiot. Yeah. And it was cool how they showed in parallel how we originally got involved in Afghanistan with the Soviet occupation in the late seventies. Like I knew that we we tried to do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. I I knew that we had some level of involvement. I never knew the details, but so to see that, like we funded the Taliban Taliban and Al Qaeda, dude, we created Osama bin Laden. Literally. Most people don't know that. Back full circle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought that was good. So I got one more episode to finish up. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think we had a few topics tonight. Um, we'll hit one of mine first. I think it's gonna be really quick. It was just super, super random. Um, and I think Adam maybe will have more to uh, contribute to this than others. But so it was a couple weeks ago. I was just like, it was right before the start of the school year. I was just like scrolling through Facebook uh, or whatever. Um, and I saw multiple people post about now they're both teachers um but post about like school starting and them basically asking for donations like just posting asking like you know just random ordinary people like their friends and family to donate to you know have them you know give them the funds to be able to buy all these supplies that they needed and i had two reactions the first like my initial like knee jerk reaction was like that is so fucking weird to me like i can't imagine what it would take for me to like post something on facebook asking you know people for money for my job like i i can't fathom a situation like that maybe if i were a teacher i would understand it um so i was it was made me incredibly like uncomfortable i was just like jesus christ i can't even imagine doing that right like i hate to see that shit and then i was also like how insane is it that teachers like you adam have to spend money out of your own pocket to put supplies in the classroom that you need to do your job so i didn't i didn't know kind of what reactions you guys had to that because i just sent you the screenshots of you know the people just saying like you know, any donations are welcome. Like, I need this money to do this, this, and this. So, what did you guys think? I think we should hear from the teach. He lives this every day. I'm sure this is a common topic in this halls of Western Hills. 
Yeah, it really is. Um, and like I had mentioned before on VR text group, um, my cousin, uh, who you guys know who lives in Florida, Haley, she has done the same thing for a while. Like I've noticed, um, you know, it's an Amazon post like, Hey, school year's coming up. Probably the same thing that, you know, each of those two individuals that Ty posted, um, had typed pretty much the same thing. And it does sound kind of weird that, I mean, one, I would never ask for money. I would feel so completely uncomfortable to ask complete strangers to donate to anything really other than like a charitable cause that I'm like passionate about, but to like give me money to buy supplies for work seems very odd to me. But then I, I think it just kind of screams like the bigger picture. And that is we don't really get anything like, right. So what do you get? Yeah. All right. So bare bones, we do have like a supply sheet that we can fill out that, you know, every year it gets restocked and it's like, it's like basic stuff. It's like, you know, copy paper, which obviously, you know, we make a shitload of copies of worksheets, diagrams, Mm -hmm. quizzes, tests, all that stuff. So luckily they provide us with a limited supply of that. Um, We also get like the cheapest possible, like, staples and we do get tape. Jared was giving me shit before our draft because I didn't have any tape. I don't really ask for tape. So I just said something I've never like used or had to have in my class. So it did seem kind of silly that a teacher wouldn't have tape in their drawer, but it's true. Like I don't. Um, So like index cards I can ask for, but as far as like legitimate, like, you know, in this, in this, modern age of education where oh Ty left. Um in this modern age of education where you know technology is at the forefront of learning and and diversifying education and all that. Everything that I use in the classroom is stuff that I've bought in terms of like big stuff like tech projectors, um overheads, all of that stuff is my own money. And it's just kind of something that when I got into teaching, it was kind of a shock that things wouldn't be provided for me because I think going through Coventry, all of us, we were, I guess we didn't know at the time, but we were very spoiled. Like there were projectors in every room. There were smart boards yeah. in almost every room. And of course we're students. So like, we don't give a shit about the stuff that's in there. But now looking at it from my perspective, I look at how well supplied the schools were in Coventry compared to what they are in Cranston. And they're two different animals for a lot of reasons, but still like our building hasn't been updated since like the 1970s. Like everything is the same. There's just no money to our moms and dads stepped in the same foot tiles and yeah. the same walls that we did drank water from the same pipes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There just is no really is... the same vents. <laughs> right. <laughs> haven't yeah, been literally. cleaned either. Everything's the same. Nothing's been changed. But then like it goes to show like we don't even have money for like the smaller things outside of essentials like paper and stuff, which we do get, but it runs out. And as you might imagine, when an entire school is asking for paper every week, you know, it's it's not gonna last very long. So that's just kind of the norm. I mean, I know all districts are different. Rhode Island, though, I mean, we've been kind of known as a district that or a state when it comes to education, like compared to like our counterpart, Massachusetts, where they have some of the best educational facilities in the country. You know, they are, they are funded out the wazoo in pretty much every aspect where you look at us, like we have school, you know, Cranston there's 26 schools, 27 schools in Cranston. And most of them haven't been touched in decades. And, you know, when you look at any city or town budget, the largest eater of that budget is always going to be the school system always yeah, like by well, a wide margin. So it's weird, you know, and, and we like, you know, people will say like, Oh, like our schools need more money. We need this. We need that. A lot of people say, are you fucking kidding me? You are the majority <laughs> of my taxes. You Why the hell would I want to raise taxes? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so that, that was my question. Used the right way. I had the same question. Like, do you guys get visibility or do Cranston residents get visibility into the town budget and what it's spent on? Or is it just like a line item for education? Um, no, I mean, 
to be honest, I've never been to a budget meeting before, but it is like, you know, it's categorized. Like they know what we're spending on what a lot of what we're spending it on Jared to your, to your question. A lot of it is just when ride the round department of ed every couple years, they change their mind on certain initiatives and um, curriculums that they want the districts to implement. And those curriculums, whether they be online or paper, they cost a lot of money. And unfortunately they cost a good chunk of, you know, of, of our funds, which leaves very little for everything else. Where does Rye get money from? Probably a little uh, donation on the side from the uh, creators of those curriculums. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's incentives. There's a reason why, you know, some of the curriculums are like, for example, like English got a brand new curriculum this year. Math got a brand new curriculum this year. And a lot of the times the curriculums that are purchased, not purchased, but like that are implemented, they don't come with the necessary resources to get the most out of it because that costs more money. So they are spending a lot on these new initiatives for, you know, establishing our standards in each of these content areas, but they're giving us like the starters pack yeah. of each of them. So, so in your experience in, his, in the history side of things, have you guys gone through that curriculum change process? Or we just went through one. And um, like, what, what would you say? Like how vastly different or, you know, better hopefully is it, or is it just minor tweaks? It's very minor. It, re- <laughs> it really is. It's like, like different just, books, different material, different tests. Yeah. And also just like moving, like moving certain subjects that are taught in one grade to like other grades. So they match up with like going into high school. Like they, we did a bunch of, you know, um, reorganizing of that stuff. But like I can speak for like for history, like, like Ty said. I don't remember the last time I've seen a new textbook, maybe when I first started and that was seven years ago. Um, but I never use fucking textbooks. So any textbooks they do buy, I, I think are a waste of money because there's a lot of resources out there that you, you know, you can get without using a textbook, but yet we continue to purchase uh, textbooks for all grade levels, for all content areas, mainly because in, in my opinion, that a lot of the staff still feels the need to have that stuff where I think it's yeah. just a lot of wasted funds. Um, so there's definitely a lot of it's, you know, I mean, schools are a multi-million dollar business. I think people forget about that and much like Big industry. Yeah. Huge. Like, it, like, and I'm talking about like Cranston, like Cranston specifically multi-million dollars, but like, like most businesses, not money's not always managed properly and schools are not uh, immune to that. Speaking of money not being managed properly, did you see the headline today about the new um, school contract Governor McKee just gave out in Rhode Island? No, honestly, so no. W- so it was for a consulting firm to consult them on how to better plan for like moving forward with teaching with COVID in schools. And so went out to bid. One vendor came back at like, I don't know. It was like in the hundreds of thousands, maybe like $300,000, something like that, 600000 The other came back at $5 million. So they're like, all right, clearly you guys aren't aligned. Let's put it out to bid one more time. They still went with a company that was three times more expensive. They paid this consulting firm three and change million dollars to show them how to adjust their schools for COVID, even though we're at the tail end of COVID. And it comes out, the people started that company two weeks after McGee took office and it's his former chief of staff and another person who was like his main campaign contributor oh, just no. got a $3 million contract for total bullshit work. Ugh. So that's where the money goes. Say it ain't like so that. McKee. I've been digging McKee. That, yeah, it was, like it was on the news this morning. Uh, I mean, that's, about like, like, that's about as easy as a corruption scandal as you can Dude, find. I bet you that happens on every level of state politics for every budget and every bid. Of course, he, yeah. He's just like made up things like, all right, he's going to, I mean, there's a reason back. why we say like in the corporate world, like, Oh, it's all political, right? Like when, yeah. when you're schmoozing people and doing favors and sucking up. Yeah. They call it fucking politics for a reason for exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if we wonder where our money goes. Oh, the only other question I was going to like make your example was 
they say there's no money, but then like last year for COVID, Adam, you were saying they made school breakfast and lunch for every kid, whether they were there or not, and threw away like hundreds of pounds of food every day, didn't they? Yeah. So that's more of like they have to prepare for if all the kids happen to come in, that's more of like a worst case scenario kind of thing. Like, Hey, at least we, you know, if we prepare food for enough kids, which I agree, I think it is a waste of money. Cause like you guys know, I'm not going to turn away a meal. And if I see a lunch tray with a juicy chicken <laughs> patty on there, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to partake in a little, little snack to get me through the day. How many cafeteria meals do you eat in a given week? Oh, not, if you asked me a few years ago, I would have said like two or three, but in the last couple of years, like maybe one every few weeks, just I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like I had a light lunch. I'm still hungry. Let me see what's Let left. Let me go eat another lunch. <laughs> Let me go eat another <laughs> lunch. But the, then they're uh, like one day they literally, so they used to bring the lunch lunches to the individual pods. They didn't have kids going in the cafeteria. They had them line up outside of their pod and they just got their lunches brought to them because they were eating in their rooms. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing because I, you know, for, for weeks, this lady, the lunch lady would come by. She'd be like, Hey, you want anything? Cause I I'll just pick around and be like, sure. I'll take that. I'll take that. Like, you know, it's whatever. It's not the best food, but I'll eat it. And then the new lady came in and they changed their rules to, to what Jared was saying, that they just threw everything out. So I just happened to ask and I got denied grabbing a lunch. There was a cart full of lunches. There had to be like 30 to 40 plus lunches. And that's just one cart for one pod, which there are four main pods in the school. So over you way know, over a hundred lunches, way over a hundred lunches. They're just tossing and there's no reason for it other than That's disgusting. They, they're just like, you know, it was this whole COVID thing like, Oh, well it's been touched and we don't want other people touching it. I don't know. I, well, I don't, my point I'm even... bringing it up was they find the money for things like that, but they don't find the money to actually like give teachers hand sanitizer and masks and shit to potentially save kids lives. That doesn't add up to me. No, it doesn't. But again, like we it's said, the same thing we bitch about at the national level with the bigger yeah. stuff. Yeah. They've got yeah. money to bail out every fucking bank on Wall Street. But when it comes to health care or giving fucking Adam the money he needs to buy pencils for his kids, who's going to pay for it? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, while I would, again, come kind of circling back, I understand why there are people asking for things. I still would never do it. It could be a pride thing. Okay, I, right. I don't know. I just would never so, want someone to give me money when I can afford to buy my stuff, but it's more about the principle of the matter. Like I shouldn't have to buy my own stuff, but I do. So, so I understand why they're doing it, but. And I'll pivot to that yeah. part of it. So my question is, do you guys think that because, you know, I, I'm, none of those two people I cited, right. are bad people. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know one of them, but. You know, they're, they're perfectly fine people, but I'm just wondering, is it an ev kind of an evolution over time and, you know, through more getting comfortable with like interaction, non-personal interaction, do you think like people are more apt to do that nowadays or like versus 10, 15 years ago or I think so. yeah. is well, it 10, only 10, because 15... the oh, sorry, tools sorry. are out there to do it and that's why we see it? I mean, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, I shouldn't say 10, maybe like 15 years ago. I mean, you didn't really have the capabilities. You literally have to like old school fundraise. Yeah. You would have to like literally go up to somebody face to face and be like, hey, I could really use some cash. Which you might we do like did growing up. That's how we paid for shit in school. We right. had to sell candy bars. Right. Well, kids, I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about. Adults like, can sell more candy bars than kids. You want pencils? Go sell four candy bars. Okay. All right. Government Mo. <laughs> no, but yeah. like, honestly, right. Cause that is different than just soliciting a donation, right? Like literally just asking for money, right? That whole process was, Hey, these are going to be customers, right? Because I have some good that, I, you know, nobody probably wants. Yeah. But, and in some like, cases they do, right? Candles, cookies, people love those. So like, you know, that was, I could even see like doing a, 
you know, a, like a drive. Like you get some teachers together and they're outside Walmart, right? And they're just doing a teacher fundraiser drive or something like that. Yeah. But just the 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 th- casual like throwing it out there, like anyone that want to gives me like want, wants to give me money, donate money to me, like feel free. I don't know. I, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but I'm just like, that's really fucking I, I, weird to me. I think the million dollar question for me is, what are you even using that on? Like, Adam, they have a list make, of supplies. But like, are those needed? Because you make do as a teacher, a good teacher, without having to go and buy all those supplies and ask people for money. Like you'd say, you probably spend as little as possible on supplies out of your own pocket, right? I certainly try to. Yeah, like nothing crazy. It's like, what if those people, if they get hundreds of dollars donated to them, what are they going to buy with it? So, drink. I can only speak from my. Shit. I can only speak from my cousin's point of view. She's an elementary school teacher. Yeah. So they do a lot of that hands-on, like arts and crafts kind of yeah, shit. Play-Doh all those classes. Yeah, yeah, like shit like that. Whereas with me, like we, I don't do any of that stuff. You do hot dogs? Absolutely not. What's that? You do hot dogs, hot dog mummies. I, I do mummify hot dogs, which the school like, wasn't going to pay for that. So I, I, I funded that little project on my own. But in general, in your cousin's I mean, example, though, right? Couldn't she just buy uh, colored paper and like paint? Well, she could. She obviously could. I mean, I, I mean, I, Florida teachers are a, paid a lot less than than, our, than we are up here. But at the same time, I mean, she definitely could do that. Right. Versus like, you know, asking know, for money. whatever was on like her. Li- yeah. All the things on her list. Like, yeah, you totally. Know, at a, at I a mean, certain point. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is, wasn't there like an education tax credit that's gone now? I'm pretty sure it's gone. Um, I, I know no Trump idea. had it early on. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like a $200 tax credit. It's like, all right. I mean, you know, I would, I wouldn't get all $200, but I'd certainly get a, you know, hundred, 150 back. You know, I, I bought a light bulb for my, or a new bulb for my projector a couple of years ago. And those aren't cheap. And I was able to get that money back. I don't know if I have the ability to do that anymore, but yeah, I mean, certainly people could buy it. It would just, it's annoying. Like, let me ask you guys. I, mean, I know we, we're still on this topic, but like, are there supplies that you guys need at, at your jobs that are, that you have to bring in or are they like provided for you? Everything's provided. Like, and, yeah, and they, they, like they wouldn't expect us to make, bring anything of our own really. Right. So, and I guess that that's where the, that's where the conundrum comes in for me. Like, you know, there are plenty of places where your paper, pencils, all this stuff, and other things that I just can't think of, like little things, paper clips, shit like that, stuff that you would never think of. You know, they're supplied for you as much as you need it. But like we have some supply things supplied for us. We have to sign up for it, otherwise you don't get it. And if you don't sign up early enough, you're not gonna get it at all at any point in the year. Like it's definitely not right, but I still would feel uncomfortable asking people to give me just free money just because I'm a teacher. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, bottom, subscribe bottom to that. line. It just needs to be something that's provided by the state. Absolutely. You know, like you, you got to at least give, you know, teacher, you can't have asked teachers to invest in these kids education personally. That's just not, not right. That's what, that's what their tax dollars do with the residents. They don't need to donate twice. Right. Um, all right. So Adam, you want to pivot us into uh, the, the story you wanted to cover? Sure. So it's, it's actually a few stories. I know that we've all, you know, the, the three of us have obviously been privy to what's been going on with um, America's favorite drug, ivermectin. Um, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's either your average drug or it's, you know, the, the, the scourge of the anti-vax community. So it's pretty polarizing depending on who you talk to. But in the last couple of weeks, it seems like three stories have come up involving ivermectin and any of our listeners know we did talk about this and i say we it was more ty and jared that discussed you know the the story of ivermectin and you know there's a little background i'll just kind of rehash quick the idea behind ivermectin the purpose of it is to treat parasite infections okay it is an fda approved drug created in the 70s implemented in the 80s and in 2015 the creators, I forgot their names, won a Nobel Prize in medicine for its use and its practices. So 
and the World on, Health on Organization. Humans. Sorry? On humans, just clarifying. On humans, yeah. I was going to get to that part because people seem to think it's only for animals, and that's not true because there is ivermectin for animals, and there's also ivermectin for humans. And it's even on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. So this is not some like hick, you know, medicine that's just someone crafted in a barn somewhere. But anyway, just to give a little background. Why? What medicine got crafted like that? I don't know. I just wanted to throw something that was seemed a little backwater. You're thinking an anti parasite moonshine, something like that. Yeah, you know, in someone's bathtub out in, uh, in the boonies somewhere. Um, but three things. One, Joe Rogan, who we know contracted COVID, um, apparently he's doing better. And he was very open about his treatment. He is not vaccinated, as far as we know. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I wouldn't call him an anti vaxxer. I think he would just. He pretty much said, I'm healthy. I don't need to take it. Is that correct? That's pretty much what he said. Yeah, more, right? more or less. More yeah. or less. Okay. Has he come out and said he hasn't taken it or is he just not no. really addressed it? I guess no, he, he has to, but I, really I'm assuming I think he's not vaxxed. I think it's safe to assume he isn't vaxxed, which, you know, whatever. And I think our stance is your choice, whatever. So he's been pretty open about the fact that he took ivermectin as part of his, you know, Therapy to, and essentially to combat COVID symptoms. And, and he t- it was a bunch of things, right? Do you remember? It was yeah, other he things much, too. He, he took pretty much everything what the doctor suggests. They're like, let's throw the kitchen sink at it. It was like right. ivermectin, monoclonal, blah, blah, blah. These, like all this stuff Trump took, mm-hmm. um, IVs, vitamin C, vitamin D. So it wasn't just ivermectin. No, no, definitely not. But I think you made a good point. The doctor recommended this. Yeah, He didn't just go out, go rogue and just decide I'm going to take this shit. So, of course, you know, the the mainstream media, specifically, you know, the pro vaccination community, because anything that's not the vaccine to treat covid is obviously, you know, a horrible, deadly substance. Obviously, he got a lot of shit for that, much like he got a lot of shit when he pretty much said that if you're a young, healthy person, I would not recommend getting the vaccine. And we, we talked about that a while ago, too. So that kind of brought it up again, but there were two stories, two, I guess, not major stories because they weren't really covered nearly as much as they should have been. Um, One story, which is a little more recent, I think it was on September 3rd. I have my notes here. Uh, This is from Rolling Stone, which I didn't realize that Rolling Stone quick before we sure touch on Rogan. So like, why do you think at the core People are so upset when he talks about this. Because he's a very influential person. His words carry a lot of weight. And in their eyes and minds, his words are pretty much like the vaccine doesn't work. And, you know, I don't know. I I guess people are just worried about the power he wields. And well, and he does, right? Sure does. Yeah, he sure does. He has a lot of influence. So it would be one thing if like you or I were just touting about ivermectin on Twitter. No one would give a shit, but he's got a pretty big following. And I think we kind of knocked him a little bit for the whole thing about recommending that young, healthy people don't get vaccinated. And I, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but we did kind of say like, you got to be careful, man. Like you have a large following. You got to be a little more careful with the way you phrase things, but so there was an article posted from Rolling Stone, which I thought was like, a- Jared, I'll let you comment. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were asking me. Sorry about that, Jared. Um, I think the reason that the media is acting the way that they are is one to fuel the culture war in their eyes. It's about moral superiority of everybody on the left is smart and is taking the vaccine and doing the right thing. And everybody else who isn't taking the vaccine is doing the wrong thing and not being a good American. And I think they're trying to fuel that culture war more than anything. So you don't, don't agree think, with that? No, I don't agree with that at all. That somebody who, who doesn't take the vaccine for whatever reason or takes like a treatment like ivermectin is morally and intelligently inferior to Democrats. No, I don't agree with that. I concur. But the, um, 
Oh, like I don't believe for a second that anybody on MSNBC or CNN actually think ivermectin is only a horse drug. There's no way they're that misinformed at this point, right? It's been debated, discussed, etc. I think they know what their talking points are supposed to be to fuel that culture war. And the other point, I think, in line with what Adam was saying is, I think anything mainstream media can do to discredit non-mainstream media is like them almost being like survival mode, fighting for their lives, trying to sow distrust in these other forms of media that get way more influence than they do now. Whether it's the YouTube community censoring podcasts, you know, examples like this, I think it's like, okay, we need to do whatever we can to get people to think only trusted news comes from mainstream media establishments not this guy smoking pot on a podcast <laughs> so right. what 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 do you think there you know because it is like we said right he's got a big following he's pretty influential right so it's considered news so yep. how would you like to see those networks cover the story I mean, it shouldn't have ever even been a story. Like, but it is, yes, right? I mean, it's it's like it's, I, I guess it's it's only a story because they turned it into a big one. Like, would it have been a story that Joe Rogan got COVID? Yes, but it probably would have been a make the news for an hour, like when Tom Hanks got COVID, and then nobody thinks twice about it. It was them who screamed it from the rooftops that Joe Rogan got COVID, and they think he isn't vaccinated, and now he's taking horse medicine they made it a much bigger story than it was. Right. But don't you think Joe Rogan pretty much, I mean, he's not saying he's anti-vax, but he hasn't really, you know, endorsed it very much. Do you think his, like his ridicule he got from that and then getting COVID really fueled this fire even more? Like if he was like pro vaccine and then he got COVID, I don't think people would be giving him as hard of a time, but I think, the way he conducted himself about it earlier on is fueling the fire too. Yeah, it's certainly part of it because now he's a target or somebody to focus on for the media, right? Because he's not vaccinated. So he's that villain they're trying to build up. Yeah, like, see, here's what happens when you don't take it. Like, there he yep. is right there. So, right, like, we, and we all, like, we're all vaccinated, so we all agree, right? Obviously, it's the smartest thing to do, you know, and I would tell anyone to take it, right? But, um, like it's not ivermectin is not recommended by the CDC, right? If you go on the CDC website, Correct. they say like that is true. Don't use this as like a treatment for COVID nineteen. It's not approved for that. So, like, do you believe there's any good faith criticism, or is it all politically driven? Because it is somewhat controversial. And that's why I would say I disagree with you where it is a story just because he's, you know, kind of this mogul of health, right? Like very fit guy, takes himself very seriously, you know, um, does some pretty radical things, you know, with regards to his health. Um, and, you know, this is a somewhat controversial treatment. So it would be a story. So how do you think they should cover but, but I, I don't like I think it'd be one thing if they covered the story for what it was. Joe Rogan takes controversial covid treatment that some believe is effective, but is not approved by the CDC. Right. I think that's probably a more accurate headline mm -hmm. as opposed to Joe Rogan takes horse dewormer. Right. Like right. that, there, there was never a situation where these people and Joe Rogan have been taking horse drugs. And that's the way it was covered. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Like, should it have been a topic for debate? Absolutely. It should have been a topic for debate when they were originally on his show to talk about ivermectin. But of course, it was never a topic for debate because they didn't want that level of exposure on it. Yeah. Like, that's, maybe that's what I'm trying to ultimately get at. Like, is there any use? Does it help anyone whatsoever for the mainstream media to cover ivermectin? In, in a proper way, you mean? Like, as an actual potential beneficial drug to COVID and, and not just, as and a... Just, and just exploring it, right? And at least, like, entertaining the possibility of it on air and kind of having a discussion. I don't think there's benefit to them. I think to them, it's like, 
maybe gets a few eyeballs, but it's very much against their message of vaccinations like the answer. And I'm sure they're in bed with Big Pharma who wants all of the vaccines and other treatment to be what people are asking for when they go in with COVID. Yeah. And this patented stuff. And to what you're saying, Jared, like, I don't, I mean, there aren't a lot of rational, normal thinking people that are like screaming from the mountaintops, like take ivermectin, take it. Like now it's, it's kind of, it it reminds me of the lab leak theory thing where we're not saying, and, and I don't know shit about ivermectin other than other than what I just regurgitated from my notes, but it's the, it's the fact that in certain parts of the world, they've seen positive results coming from people taking ivermectin with COVID symptoms. It's kind of been all over the place. So I don't think most people are saying that it's the, it's the cure. It's the fact that the mainstream media is just totally disputing and saying, nope, there's no benefit. It's a terrible thing. Only hardcore conservative Trump voters. And they cherry pick the story that says the one story that says, take it. It's, you know, take this crazy dose, right? right? Like some asshole online, right? And that's what they'll use as, hey, this is what the right wing community is spouting. Totally. And again, like the lab league theory, I know I don't want to get into another topic, but no one's saying it 100% happened. The fact is that it's a probable explanation and the whole mainstream media is narrative very, is, very nope. least possible, possible. That's right. it. That's all. That's all we're asking. That's for. it. Yeah. So, so ivermectin could be beneficial, but so, they're just saying, nope, don't do it. It's terrible. Yeah. People are ODing on it. And they're going it's to meant for horses. Ridiculous, meant for horses. They're going to ridiculous lengths to like combat the their so-called misinformation, you know, uh, campaign against ivermectin because now you can finally tell your story, Adam. <laughs> I mean, this this was fucking insane. It's disgusting. It is. So there's two parts to this story. So the first part was a Rolling Stone article that was published on September 3rd. So was that last Friday or something, something like that. Here's the headline for Rolling Stone, which I always thought was like a music magazine. I didn't realize they reported actual news. Yeah, so. they, they do some um, op-eds for sure. Okay, so that was news to me. Here's the headline. And this got retweeted, quote-tweeted, spread around Twitter by all the liberal oh, media. It was a huge story. Yeah. It's covered by everybody. Covered by everyone. Ready? Gunshot victims left waiting as horse dewormer overdoses overwhelm Oklahoma hospitals doctor says now that's a pretty alarming headline to just throw out there yeah now they looked into this and the doctor doesn't even work at the hospital that they're referring to (laughs) is not employed by them maybe was at one point i don't know he was at one point he wasn't there anymore okay so just not affiliated at this present point in time to be a legitimate source of information. So they look into it. Someone finally looks into it because while this is happening, while people are trying to fact check this, people like Rachel Maddow post their own quote tweet of this story, you know, taking out certain parts of it, making it seem like, again, all these picks out in Oklahoma are shooting up with horse dewormer (laughs) and they're, so much to the point that they don't even have room in their hospital for, for gunshot. gunshot victims, for people who are dying. Can you from imagine if gunshots. this actually happened? <laughs> I mean, this would be this should be that would be a story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's insane. I mean, can you believe this fucking guy or girl? I don't know who it was. Wrote this story and just thought, I'm good. No, <laughs> no chance anybody <laughs> looks into this. Nope. And nobody did until Zed Jelani. Was it Zed? He said it was the guy who broke that it was fake. God, Two days later, he broke it. Yeah. And on it's September 5th, it was determined that wasn't true at all. In fact, there were no reported ivermectin overdoses at those hospitals. Not a single one. Not, not, not a, one. Not one. And Rolling Stone, actually, and I, I found the article 
this Do you morning. have the retractions and stuff? <laughs> it had retractions. I, I can pull it up if oh you want. God, but I should read the retractions. On, or, or you know what you should read is the fucking statement from the hospital. Okay. The fucking yeah, hospital released a anyone... statement. And I didn't know that. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. It was just like it's it was clear as day that this person didn't talk to anyone there. <laughs> he made it up. <laughs> totally made it up. Well, all right. So as I look for it, I remember specifically like the the main the main article remained unchanged. The only yeah. thing that was changed at the very top between the title where the image is and the title and the and the original article was a long ass retractment or correction saying all the stuff that we just said. And then the rest of the story remained untouched. So that was, that's what it looked like. And I, I can't seem to find the article at the moment. I, I, mean, uh, I, I have way... it. I have it. All right. So read it, Ty, because it's a pretty long retraction, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit uh, lengthy, but although uh, Jason uh, McKelly I guess that's the doctor that they referenced. Yep, Dr. Right? Jason McKelly. Yep. Yeah. Is uh, not an employee uh, of NHS uh, Sequoia. He is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for emergency room. So I guess loosely affiliated. Uh, with that said, the doctor has not worked at our Salisaw location in over two months. Uh, the hospital has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdoses. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. Uh, our hospital has not had to turn away any patients seeking emergency care. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, the I mean, article, just... the headline of the article said that they were overrun and didn't have room for gunshot victims. Like people are like, they're like cramming into the doors, falling out of the hospital windows because they're just so overrun the by all these. The article ODs. literally had a like just a line out the door at, at a hospital. Completely, just a stock <laughs> image. It, it must have been. Yeah, and, I mean, and I don't think that any other than that, like correction by Rolling Stone, any major media company ran a story afterwards saying, "Sorry, that was totally false." But yeah, I'm sure nope. every one of them covered it as a story in the news when it actually oh, of when it first came out. That's the memory hole. Mm -hmm. Memory it's just, hole. You know, just retweet, send out, blast it. Can you believe this? You know, look what all these conspiracy theorists have done. And then when it gets retracted, the entire thing. Completely debunked. It's just, okay, well, I'm just going to look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think... My biggest issue with the whole thing, I'm not surprised it played out the way that it did, is the fact that the word misinformation was not used one time by the social media companies to correct a provenly false story. Yep. So, so what what that says right there with confirmation, we all thought it, but this is a still doesn't have anything. Nope. Is the fact that. The whole misinformation thing is 100% a way for the media and the left to deploy a specific narrative because they're losing influence through their traditional mediums. It's not about telling factual information at all. Totally. I mean, dude, the tweet from Rolling Stone is still up and says gunshot victims left waiting as forced to wormer overdoses overwhelm oklahoma hospitals doctor doctor says can, can you flag it is there an option to like flag for misinformation uh i can report it yeah because i'm looking on rachel maddow's account and i'm going to report her tweet right now hers is it has still not up? been taken down it's still up that's criminal the dude. tweet is criminal. still up it's misleading. It She's got ten and a half million followers, and they let that stay up. I'm, I'm like, there's, there's nothing on there. Not even their little fucking fact checker thing. Like, it's how so would bad, this dude. not be taken down? It's patently it false. It's, nev it's, it's never been about misinformation. Right. Just like with the Hunter Biden stuff, it's about them controlling the narrative, which is literally fascism. Antifa is now supporting fascism in a controlled authoritarian <laughs> narrative. They are pro Tifa from here on out. Pro Tifa. Right. Yeah. And, and the only reason it's like 
I hate that word so much. It is so overused today. But the only reason why it broaches on like fascism is because we know we've talked about it on the show that the government has admitted to working hand in hand with these companies to yeah. decide what's flaggable and what's not. I mean, their hands are as as deep in their pockets as anybody. To tell me how this is different than Chinese Communist Party controlled media and North Korean controlled media. Tell me. It's well, really not. I mean, hopefully, luckily, this is like the worst we have to worry about. I would hope for so. now. In this one instance, it's just it, it, it just it's so disappointing. How easy would it have been for Twitter to just throw up the fucking misinformation thing? And, and what's so frustrating misleading or whatever is, is so few people have like the time and attention span to, to stick with a story and go beyond just the headline. So I bet you 90% of people who saw that headline still think it's true. And oh, still think and still 100%. think Joe, Joe Rogan's taking horse medicine. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's just none of them follow Ryan Grimm and Zed Jelani and Ken Klippenstein to find out that it was false. No. So uh, like, is this just basically confirmation, like just laying all the cards out on the table that like, hey, it's not about misinformation? It's yeah. How, how could you disagree with that? I mean, and what, what fucking happens from here? We just shut up and take it, right? I mean, what, what, you think what anything's going to change? Bend right? over. No, absolutely not. Yeah, we're going to bend over. Exactly. Yeah. Whether it's accusing hospitals in Oklahoma of being overrun or the majority of calls the Mississippi Poison Control Agency is getting, 70% are ivermectin-related. When it turns out there's only 2% of the calls that were iver- ivermectin-related, this stuff's just so never going to end. The, the people going out and taking ivermectin on their own, right, if they're not talking to a doctor, I, I think you guys said Rogan had talked to his doctor, um, are crazy, right? Those are crazy people. Yes, so they're, they're certainly crazy, but the way that on that original episode of Rogan, that that doctor, the controversial one, he was prescribing it, though. Yes, he was prescribing it as a prophylactic, which means to take proactively like a daily vitamin. Right, so but it's prescribed by a doctor, like if a doctor. Yeah, tells you're right. You, you're right. So never mind. Yeah, you're, you're saying people were literally buying it at tractor supply. Yeah, or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Those people are idiots. So those are the only people, right, that, you know, um, a social media company would be like targeting, right, to try and save and change their minds of blocking something or flagging someone like Joe Rogan for being a misinformation spreader. Right. Because like otherwise we just listen to that and say like, oh, that's interesting. But are are we going to walk out the door and go buy fucking ivermectin at you know, the local market and decide to take it on our own? No. So don't you think they end up just doing more to damage their so-called cause by, you know, trying to just totally like tear down people who just have a discussion about it? Like, don't you think it's backfiring? I think it backfires a little bit to a certain base, but it strengthens their own base. Yeah, it makes them feel more empowered. Yeah, but that's not their intention, right? I mean, that would just... I mean, for their small subset of viewers and engaged people that trust CNN and MSNBC, to them, this just fuels their feeling of moral superiority to these quote-unquote idiots, right? It's everything they can do since Trump to show we're so superior to them. Yeah. And, and I think the, the Nick Savages of the world and those people buy a hook, line, and sinker. Because if they had published a story, like an honest, just, you know, they had someone, they had fucking Jake Tapper sit down with Rogan and just like have a... Or a even good, that doctor, right? Or even fucking Fauci, right? Like, who yeah. cares? Like, if they hosted like an honest, like, you know, good faith debate, you're you're probably right that their core fan base, their core audience, would be furious. Yeah. Right. So that that's kind of what you're getting to, right? Is that you know it, it's really money driven those decisions to who to go after, right? Just based on you know kind of garnering. Uh, yeah, more and I think that ideology, like. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they monetize the ideology other than just viewers, but... Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, 
yeah more clicks more viewers like yeah more eyeballs all on the their liberal stuff. Re- people out retweeted there retweeted those posts yeah and like who are brainwashed and like they can't wait to read that article about people dying from taking yeah. ivermectin like yeah. they probably got turned on like before they clicked the link absolutely yeah. so i guess that's that's our answer right is this, they're serving their their clientele and their clientele wants to hear yeah you know it's hating concept right it's them dividing america with a culture war they live for it dude i saw a tweet today it was literally um kyle kalinsky retweeted it It was rand paul in front of a bunch of guns at a gun store saying look at it looking at all the looking at all the guns that joe rogan's trying to take away it's like how no, not unoriginal, Joe not Joe Rogan, sorry, Joe Biden. Um, how <laughs> Joe's taking away our guns. And lame are you? Like they're, they they all just pathetic, fuel that dude. culture war, dude. That's the, yeah, because they're fucking. Some, somebody on Fox News will run with that story. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. There's empty headed. Speaking of culture war, I don't know. Maybe this is culture war. Maybe it isn't. Would you guys consider the abortion law or abortion debate like a part of the culture war? I don't even know, dude. It's such a hard. I think you can make the argument it is probably. I don't know who. I don't know, like who supports that of the Texas constituents. Like, is there really still that many devout conservative religious people? Well, dude, I'll tell you one thing. Um, It was funny. I was at lunch with a client uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and it was at a like a Christian, you know, university here. And I sat down, we sat down for lunch and we got burgers and I reached down, I grabbed my burger. It's like six inches away from my face. And the guy's like, oh, sorry. Like, do you mind if I just like say grace quick? Oh my God. And dude, like they all bowed their heads and said, and like, thank God for the food. Thank God for like our relationship. I just met them, you know, Please keep him safe. And then had our meal. Nice of them. Then had our meal. So. And how I far were you so- from from Dallas? Uh, like just outside of it. Wild. And I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's a university, right? Um, yeah. So obviously, like you know, that's all it's about there. But uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. It's a it's a good question because, and I have no idea what the answer is. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild to think that that could that could pass. But do you do you think it? That's what I mean I, when I say culture war. I guess in the sense that do you think anyone would care if they didn't do that? You know what I mean? Like who's asking for that actively? Yeah, I think right? I think you're right. And these politicians think they can do this to fucking score points with their base because I guess people maybe that have beliefs about that like don't care until it's brought up and then they want to raise a defense about it and say how terrible it is i, I don't know but that's what i mean like i, I just like it's what possesses backfire, them dude. to fucking do this control right, culture war like how much of a fucking how much of a fucking asshole and complete out of touch human being do you have to have or do you have to be rather to not acknowledge that it's really none of your business like and right. that in america you want and these people are often like you know principled like almost classical liberals right you know uh don't tread on me and it's like but oh, tread in my yeah, wife's uterus yeah until <laughs> right there's something specific right that i care about like you know if a woman is is against it like i guess like okay at least like you have a you know leg to stand on but you know it's one of those memes that are like whatever you want to call it that i normally would hate because it's so goddamn annoying and it's just like a a classic like today's liberal thing to do but you know that you see that meme uh that you know it's just like over and over again it just says men should not be making laws about women's rights or something to that effect and it's just like I mean, yeah, like how does that make logical sense to anyone? Like I struggle, I struggle to understand, you know, I, I've heard the argument a million times before about why pro-life people are the way they are. Cause 
in some fucking their weird world like that you know fetus that you know tiny pea that's barely anything is like you know has all their inalienable rights this yeah they said six uh, weeks it's the size of a weeks. grain of rice <laughs> right and like how fucking insane is that and most people don't even know they're pregnant by that point. right Have you and guys i think this is gl- another oh sorry no, go ahead well i was i was gonna say that this could be very divisive for the republican party as a whole because like obviously if you're democrat you tend to be pro-choice if you're a republican most of the time you tend to be pro-life i would um, say it's a good mix though right I think it's mixed, but like, I still think more people tend to lean one way or the other with that stuff. But what I'm think what I'm thinking is like the pro-choice community is, is obviously united on this front because yeah. of how fucking extreme this is, but this is going to get asked at primaries. How do you feel about the law that Texas passed in relation to abortion? And I am very confident in saying I don't think every Republican out there is as hardcore as what they're portraying them to be in Texas. So like they're putting them in a really tough position by saying, oh, shit, well, if I am speaking out against this, I'm going against the, you know, maybe not the party's morals, because I think this is a very extreme conservative view on abortion, but it's still going to mess up someone's campaign probably assuming they just lie through their teeth and just go along with it. Cause even if they do go along with it, you're going to upset a lot of the moderate conservatives. I think right. so too. I, just, I totally agree. God fucking sucks that someone can't just stand up and say, fuck you guys. Like that part of the base, just like we're, you know, past this point in society, right. It, you know, a woman's it's a woman's choice to do that. And they're going to make their own decision, you know, back me on, what really matters right they're all too spineless i I was very disappointed in your boy governor abbott i thought he would have stood up for what was right people liked abbott i think this is going to be a big red or a big tarnish on him i don't think people like abbott as much as you think rogan likes him that's my only point of reference really he went on rogan show yeah um well maybe maybe not wait is he in a wheelchair or is that the mayor of austin okay so it is abbott yeah yeah um no i don't think people love him um but yeah i mean why again like why why would you think he would do that and risk his political future like he's he hasn't proven himself ever to be a a great guy you know what i mean Um, going with his his um what is congress or whatever the hell they call it in the state just put on his desk following the rules and I just think like the whole fucking how far reaching this shit goes. Like they were talking about how like if you're an Uber driver and you mm. drive someone, no, it's so it's, that's super fucked up, dude. Like again, like how hypocritical are you as a person if you talk about all these conservative, uh, you know, beliefs that you have about limited government and limited overreach? Right, they're probably the same people who hate all the mask mandates. It's like, how the fuck can you then support someone getting arrested for simply transporting someone to an abortion clinic? It's insane. In America, that- in America, yeah. I guess they, if they, if they were on here, they'd say, well, yeah, they're you know bringing them to their death. That's you know um, what do they call it? Ex- accessibility to murder what do they call it accessory Accessory. yeah accessory Accessory to to murder murder. yeah i mean that's just fucking insane so yeah and and no more thoughts on that i take it well yeah it just it's another example like because like roe v wade obviously set the standard for like a lot of these abortion debates like legalizing it and all um but it seems like Every so often we hear a state like inching closer and closer, like, like abortion is legal is here. And they, they just keep getting a little closer, like, hey, it's still legal, but six weeks. Like right, they're getting as barely. close as you can possibly get to it being like infringing on that without actually infringing on it. Yeah, they blow. Absolutely it's, blow. It's, almost, it's still just dumbfounding that th- enough people supported this to make it a real thing. That's what I mean. Though. I wonder how many if, if they 
poll the general public on just that. I just meant enough responded. politicians supported it to vote it in. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Right. I get the Supreme Court. They're saying, is it legal or is it not legal? That's not political. It's the people who voted for and created the bill and voted for it. Yeah. And all the course, liberal the, the Texas people, politicians. All the people were, that were pissed off were pissed off at the Supreme Court. Yes. Not at the this, people who drafted the did, bill. Did you see the people who were like, this is this is your fault, all you Bernie voters yeah. and people who wrote in Jill Stein's like you guys are missing the point here. And they even talked about this is your fault for not voting for Hillary Clinton. No, it's because ridiculous. Trump had appointed a fucking justice. Like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, if only all the uh, liberal Texas politicians got on a plane and flew away. <laughs> they, are they back? They I wonder. <laughs> are they still? Are they, they still on Capitol Hill for their arrest? Eventually, <laughs> we're gonna stay here until we get make change. Did you guys listen yeah, to uh, today's breaking points? Uh, it's Wednesday. There wasn't one today. There wasn't one oh, today. Sorry, there was one yesterday. yesterday. I listened. Uh, I listened to the first couple segments. I listened to half of it. Did you Marshall's hear the part? No crystal. No. Did you hear the uh, part where they said? They had the clip of Jim Jordan saying he talked to Trump and Trump is 100% running in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> no. Strap you in. Fucking Strap me, in. Dude? dude, we can't handle this. As much as I want to be America a fly in the wall for this, this we, we cannot handle him running again. And deep down, the media is thrilled, dude. The media is oh thrilled. Don't say it, Ty. Oh Don't say God. it. No, Don't they, they'll, they'll inject Joe Biden with as many drugs <laughs> as it takes to dude, not have Kamala not run. Survive. He, he'll survive the campaigns potentially. No he won't way. survive a second term. I, dude, he looks like he's going to drop dead any minute. I mean, do you see him when he shuff, shuffles away from the. <laughs> he can't even lift his feet to walk. They're going to need like a fucking guy, like, like a drone hovering over with like a puppet, like puppet <laughs> strings just to keep him moving around. The uh, listening to hardcore history, Adam, and they were talking about FDR being close to death and everybody knew it. I was mm-hmm. trying to picture in my head. How do you think he looked compared to how Biden looks now? Do you think worse? He probably looked like an ox compared to <laughs> I mean, yeah. an ox I mean, in a wheelchair. I think FDR looked better with polio than Biden looks now. <laughs> he was certainly sharper. <laughs> he certainly was. All right, boys. Nice quick episode. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, maybe we'll make it back to back weeks next week. We can Both. do it. Fingers crossed. It's been the hey. summer. It's been the summer of Mo. He's had all this free time. <laughs> more, more importantly, are you ready for some football? Oh, oh man. Fuck yeah, man. Six to Can't midnight. Wait. It's like oh. Christmas. Better than Christmas, I think. Dude, Easily. no, like just looking forward to that like experience of the red zone and like watching yeah. all the games on a Sunday finally again is just it's magical. If, if there's one thing that is magical in this world, it's that. I can't fucking wait. Seven hours of commercial free football <laughs> starts now. Chris Hansen. Can't wait to see that. Step. Scott Hansen. Close. Scott. <laughs> Terry I'm ter- McLaughlin. I'm terrified of uh, my teams right now, dude. Both fucking ranked in the projections. Dead <laughs> I, last. I wouldn't worry. Where about am I ranked in that projections? No, nah, they, they're they're trash. You know what it is? Jared's just, eighth. I'm ninth. Ty's tenth. So I think they just do it by ahead of all of us by score, right? Like right now. I think it's just it's your projections yeah. for your projected that week. score. Yeah, yeah, it changes all the time. It's. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, I'm so we'll have to uh, we'll have to text each other for our for our picks, and we'll uh, we'll just give an update next episode. Yeah, so what do we think? We're just going to bet on like individual games? Yeah, yeah whatever bets be we, we just want to do. Could be prop it, bets, could be parlays, could be a normal bet. And we so can I, just keep track of our own records and just see how we do by the end of the year betting on our own games. So yeah. do, do, what do we want to do? 10, 10 bucks a week? And then we'll just consider... We can do whatever we want, whatever we're comfortable with. Well, yeah, because we're doing our own bets. So, Well, I'm just saying if we wanted to, again, spread the risk each make a pick each week and we can do whatever, right? We can do like parlays or we can do different things, but, and just consider it a pool, right? So even if you individually lose some money and the team, you know, us together, you know, end up positive, we just split the pot. I don't know if I understand. 
Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like I mean? if Jared and I both lose our bets, but Ty hits on his, we just split what we split the winnings. Right. So we'll just keep track of it, right? We'll have a spreadsheet. And and I'll just enter in, you know, our bets, right? And it'll just be a cumulative winnings, right? Okay. If we sure. uh, if we like we'll do I think we should just make it like ten or fifteen dollars a week. Right? Yeah, that that's way cool. it's it's that consistent bet. And then if we all lose that one week, it's minus thirty. If we all win, depending on the odds, you know what I mean? And we'll just average out those. And then whatever the winnings are at the end, we do something we dope with it. Divide by, or right, yeah, we'll do something dope or just divide it by three, right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe we'll so, have thousands. Dude, maybe we'll have millions. <laughs> mm. Do you see how many bets, big last topic, how many bets Big Cat made um, last Saturday for, for uh, college football? No. It was like 46 bets. He's like, yeah, I was like 26 and 22, like something ridiculous. I mean, the like fact that. that he had a winning record, that's still pretty Think impressive. Think about how much money that must have been. He's not making $5 bets. No. I want to well, pick with Stu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't videos. know when that show comes out, but I'm definitely 7 o'clock on Friday Marvel. nights. 7 o'clock on Friday That's nights. when they released that? That's what they're at. That's what their Twitter um, bio said. Wow, that's a random time. Okay, yeah. So maybe they. I watch it Saturday mornings. Well, it it makes sense. It's right before like big big Saturday for college football and then yeah. the NFL games. So but they missed yeah. the Thursday game. Yeah, yeah. they're just missing on yeah. the Thursday game. But yeah, Dude, that video of him was just one of the most. <laughs> He's a treasure. I like him seen. more than Tank now. Tank's gotten too cool for his own shoes. Really? Don't touch Not my funny hand anymore. What do you mean? Don't touch my hand. Tank's not funny anymore, dude. How? He's, he's still the he's same still funny. fat fuck he's I think, always he, I think he just gets too much screen time. He lost his novelty for me. Now I'm all, all in on Stu as my favorite. <laughs> Stu's fucking weird, though. He's super weird. Incredibly weird. But, I mean, it, like, seeing him back in the day, like, that, <laughs> I would die, like, watching that show. Like, right. those, those the fucking noises and, you know, <laughs> fist motions he makes. Straight, two espressos and two shots of Sabuka. <laughs> Let's go. There's a movie more, that's based like off of him. Right before he yeah. got on stage. There's a movie based off him that came out in the early 2000s called One for the Money. Really? Or Two for the Show. It's one of the, one of those titles. But Matthew McConaughey was in it. And the guy, Ari from Entourage, was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, fucking, uh, what the hell is it? Al Pacino's in it. The most oh. yeah, so they, and they it was and about it's Stu one Finer. Of, one of the characters is based his character is based on Stu Finer. Hmm. I'll fuck it up. Which is how they got in contact with Stu in the first place because of that movie they heard about him, and that's how he became affiliated with Barstool Sports. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Sign us off. I love you guys. <laughs>